God's word is God's tool to prepare God's people for life and ministry. May God bless and equip you for exploits in his kingdom, even as you listen in Jesus' name. Amen. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Father, as we enter test of relationship number nine, um, and we begin to wind down on this series, please let this and the next one, may they become the climax of this series in the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, help us to understand exactly what you have in mind for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Test of relationship number one, number nine. First Samuel chapter 20, verse 37. To 39. When the boy had almost reached the arrow, Jonathan shouted, The arrow is still ahead of you. Hurry, hurry, don't wait. So the boy quickly gathered up the arrows and ran back to his master. He, of course, suspected nothing. Only Jonathan and David understood the signal. Test of relationship number nine. Have your secret signals. Have your secret signals. We'll see how it's put in King James in a while. It is not as though you are cheating. But a husband and a wife must speak a language other people don't. Husband and wife must speak a language that only two of them understand. Now when I say language, I don't first of all mean a physical language. Although there's an advantage if you both have a language that many people don't speak. For example, for us, the fact that my wife and I speak Arabic and most people around don't speak Arabic or almost everybody around doesn't speak Arabic, we can talk and give each other signal. One of the beautiful things of marriage is that with the fusion of heart and mind, slowly you begin to think together. Slowly you begin to you know, my wife would say something and the children would come to me and I would say exactly the same thing. You see, slowly there's a fusion of thought, of heart, of mind, of priority. When you are together, speak to each other in a way that the person sitting in the same room with you has no clue what you are saying. For example... You know, you can speak to each other with your eyes. The more you get to know yourself and you just look at each other, just that look you have spoken. Now you have to know what are the signals you use. 
when we traveled to the U.S. on holiday with the family some years ago, we're in a hotel, the Marriott. I, I was to speak in a particular city, and they put us in a very beautiful Marriott hotel. Beautiful. The hotel had like two rooms, like an apartment. So the children were in one room. You know, I and my wife were in one room. Beautiful living room area. Very beautiful hotel. Beautiful view. Just straight from the movies. And you know, I just thought we had prayed together. Everybody had eaten. We put the children to bed. We, and I was thinking tonight would be a great night. My wife and I will make love. I will enjoy the scenery. And enjoy, you know, this beautiful hotel. And as we were together. I don't know what my wife said. Then I answered her in a wrong way. Then something led to something. Then what should have been a beautiful romantic evening was turning out to be a disaster. We're in this beautiful five-star hotel and my wife was sitting next to me on the bed and she started crying. I said, oh my God, this woman is going to spoil this, our beautiful hotel night. But you know, she started crying and then she started sharing some deep things from deep within her that I never knew were there. Things I had been doing that had been hurting her. And for some reason, that night just was the night for her to unburden. So here was I thinking of another thing would happen that evening. And here was her weeping and pouring her heart. Sharing the deep pains. Oh my God. Initially I thought it was not serious. <laughs> but as the pain was flowing. Oh my God. I realized that something has gone wrong. I tried to comfort her. She wasn't willing to be comfort, comforted. She said, oh how I wish I can just die now. I said, God, I'm in trouble. How I wish I could just die. And God, you give my husband the perfect wife that will meet his high standards. Do you know, I was broken. I was devastated. Then I realized that several of the small things I had been taking for granted, it turns out that all those small things were saying indirectly, you are not good enough. Even though that wasn't my intention. But that's what I was communicating. And as she wept, a deep sorrow overtook me. And I broke down myself. And I wept, she wept, and I came and I knelt down by her bed. And I put my head on her lap and I begged her to forgive me. I plead. When she saw me weeping more than her, she had to clean her tears. And now she had to start comforting me. Because I love her so much. I couldn't believe that the one I love so much, I was causing so much pain. That night we both knelt down 
and we covenanted again the vow of love the vow of patience the vow of forgiveness I asked her to use her mouth to cancel that prayer that she should die you know and she had to cancel it again and ask the Lord no I don't want to die I want to leave and be here with my husband my children in the end it ended beautifully but it was a painful experience but that has become a signal for us when something starts to go I just say remember the Marriott now we can all be sitting together when I say remember the Marriott only both of us know what that means what that means is we must never because we vow that night we must never allow our relationship ever get to that point again. That's the lowest point we have ever reached. I'm sharing and I'm being vulnerable with you. So you know that even I and my wife, we're on a journey. We're not professionals. But we have developed signs, signals on our journey, land, land post, you know, land, what do they call it? Landmarks. On your journey, have signs. You know, in this story, Jonathan told the young man, go ahead, go ahead. The arrow is still ahead of you. Basically, he was putting the boy off. Only he and David understood what was happening. There was a code. You must have a code. Not a code, several codes. Several codes. You know, while you are together in the presence of people, you just turn to your wife and say, I'm going to flog you later. Now, that flogging is a code that nobody understands. The guests will say, What did you say? Said no, 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 don't worry. He doesn't know that that flog as a word has what? Another meaning. The beauty of marriage is you can have so many codes, so many signals. With your eyes, you just look at her and you just do your head like this. Just, you know, you tilt your head a little bit, she understands. You know? My wife, when she's preaching or she's speaking, when she's very excited and she's into the middle of her speaking, she speaks very fast. So if, if I'm sitting there, I will just do a sign like this. She understands. Normally, I'll, she'll be looking at me and, and I'm sitting, I'll just do my hand like this. You know? She gets what I'm saying. Sometimes I'm somewhere and I'm speaking, she will just tap me two times. And I understand what she's saying. You know? Or sometimes she will just turn and I'm talking. She will just turn and look at me. And nobody else knows, but I know what she's saying. What she's saying is, it's enough. Don't go further. It's enough. Know the signs. Have signs that guide both of you. Speak a language that only both of you know. You will use it to save the other from problem. You will use it to excite the other. You will use it to protect the marriage. Make sure you have signs, landmarks, 
develop your landmarks. Praise the name of the Lord. Now look at this from the um, New King James. And Jonathan cried out after the lad, Make haste, hurry, do not delay. May you throw people off. In fact, may you send them in the wrong direction. May you send them in the wrong direction. When people think they understand you, they just realize they don't yet understand you. May you send them off in the wrong direction. Jonathan cried out, make haste, hurry, don't delay. So Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came back to his master. But the lad did not know anything. Only Jonathan and David knew of the matter. Give yourself signals, right? But I want to add something else. Keep each other's secrets. He says, nobody else knew of the matter. There are some things nobody else needs to know about both of you. Of course, I started by talking about being vulnerable with your mentors, right? So if you have a mentor, if somebody you both agree that these are your mentors, this man and this woman, you can be vulnerable, you can open. But you know, don't be somebody who you take all your wife's secrets, you're talking about it outside. No, 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 no. You talk about your wife's, your husband's weaknesses outside. No, 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 no. No. Nobody else needs to know some things. Keep your secrets. Hallelujah. Keep, listen, keep your struggles. Because everybody has struggles in their marriage. Don't be the one sharing everywhere in the chapel about your struggles. No. No, don't do that. Before your mentors, yes. Before your trusted friends, yes. But not in public. Protect. One way of protection is what? Keep your secrets. Hide your secrets. Have your signals. Amen. Sometimes kick your husband under the table. Alright? Or tap your leg on the floor. Have different ways to say, it's enough. It's enough. You've said too much. Alright? You've said too much. Stop. Don't go beyond. May you keep each other's secrets. Do you know that? If, By the way, this story I've told about the Marriott. I can tell the story because... We tell it together, my wife and I, in front of people. If not, I wouldn't share with you. I, I wouldn't share because it's a very personal thing. So know the personal things that both of you know you cannot share. Know the personal things that both of you agree you can share. But don't share things carelessly. Don't share things carelessly. Don't go about telling people, ah, do you know that ah, uh, this and that happened and this and that happened. My wife was telling a story. She was telling about how um, a friend of hers was telling, uh, a friend just got married and after the honeymoon, 
the friend was meeting with some of her old friends and they were gisting together. And the friend was now telling these other young friends about the honeymoon. I said, ah, how the husband was like this. The man was shaking. He didn't know what to do. I said, what? So my wife was shocked. Why would you be telling your friends such detailed things about the intimacy of your bedroom? Is that not foolishness? Is that not foolishness? If you are with your mentors, you are talking, you are sharing, you are praying, it's confidential, it stays within, it doesn't go out. But not something you go and say, I want to testify, uh, you know, and then you start to talk about, you know, what kind of, do you know there are people like that? I shudder. When some people are speaking in the public, I shudder the stories they are telling about their family in public. Now, if you are teaching a marriage course, for example, there are stories about your struggles in your marriage you want to share with the people so they know that you are a human being and that you are also learning and growing. Fine. But even that, you choose some examples, not everything. Because there are some examples you will share, it will discourage the people further. Not everything. David's lad was close to David. Sorry, Jonathan's lad was close to Jonathan. But he dare not tell the boy that David was hiding out there. You understand? He dare not tell the boy. Did you know that if that boy had known, that boy would lick it to Saul? I have learned that human beings talk too much. And I've learned that things you share too quickly end up being abused. End up spreading around like a viral gossip. So be very careful as a family the things you share and who you share the things with. You don't share them generically. He said that nobody knew the matter. Only Jonathan and David knew of the matter. Praise the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Can both of you just pray? We will not share our secrets carelessly. We would have our signals. Your secret I will protect. Your secret I will protect. Except with trusted mentors we've agreed to share openly. Otherwise, what are our secrets remain with us? Have signals. Protect each other's secrets. Don't take it into the public. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, thank you for hearing our prayers. May we be sensitive to protect our secrets. May we be sensitive to hide the things that should not go public. May we also have signs, signals, that we can use to communicate in a way that others do not understand. 
do this for us, our God. In Jesus' name we pray.